0: Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen.
1: So I have it on good authority that uh, insanity is actually hereditary. You get it from your children. (laughs) okay <laughs> all right enough <laughs> you know um, I'm very excited for tonight's show when I think about some of the the folklore or mythology or common collective consciousness concepts when it comes to our health when it comes to our, really to our persona, our body or you could even say human genome, this DNA vehicle our ego is running on. I got cracked open 25 years ago by a very intense uh, uh, energetic experience. That energy was based on emotions and um, leading up to that event I was starting to get ulcers, I had digestive tract problems. And once I released that energy, um, all those symptoms vanished pretty much overnight. I would strongly suggest that what we call hereditary in, in the traditional concepts of the past, hereditary genetic lineage karma or whatever what what we're learning is that model is flawed in that epigenetics says we can reprogram our DNA in a single lifetime with our own consciousness Um, just a quick We're, we're a day away from Thanksgiving here in the United States of America, and I'd like to give a shout-out to our new listeners in India and Ukraine. There's been a solid uptick in listeners. And uh, a second side note, last week's episode, we had over 25 years of podcast experience on the show. Between me and the guests, we had over 25 years, a quarter century of podcast experience. (laughs) I guess we're the old timers. But when I think of the hundreds and hundreds of episodes, we did an episode a while back, and I'm going to be... Negligent and not remembering the author's name, but the name of the show was The Physics of God. And in that book, Western Science, or the equivalent, took a multiple personality disorder person into the laboratory or the the medical room or whatever and they sat there i'm i'm paraphrasing they sat there and as new personalities would show up in the same physical body as so this body had multiple personality disorder as the personalities would change, what we would attribute to genetic attributes, for example, eye color, the eye color would change as one persona came and another one left. Wait, what? Now, wouldn't the DNA of the body dictate that? There's these one-off examples Probably many more than one-offs, because they've never seen the light of day. There's these examples of the, that suggest that what we've attributed to some kind of a stringent, rigid um, genetic lineage from our ancestors dictate what we're here to um, suffer through with no choice. So, uh, that that doesn't wash. Let me put some skin in the game. My father, who has passed, had five heart attacks. One of them was massive, uh, five bypass, whatever that is. Um, And I, I expect to not have a single heart attack in my lifetime. So is that cardiac condition susceptible to hereditary lineage? Am I breaking some kind of a rule? I don't know. You know, tonight's show is really, really solid. Let's get, let's, uh, tonight's show is Heal Yourself. And our guest is Sarah Dawkins. Kill Yourself is the name of her latest book. The subtitle is The Remarkable Journeys of Ordinary People Healing Themselves of Disease in Extraordinary Ways. The Remarkable Journeys of Ordinary People Healing Themselves, Healing Themselves of disease in extraordinary ways. I'm I'm anxious to get into it, but I I'm going to just touch on one more thing cuz the last 48 hours in my life personally has really kind of cleaned my clock, and I just want to share it as an example because a little birdie told me that a lot of people are going through tough stuff these days. The the subconscious, I'm going to just share my pers- personal perspective of this. My subconscious that I've been scrubbing for a very long time, 25 plus years. I knew there was more junk in the trunk, so to speak. But in the last just 48 hours or so, I got cracked open yet again. An immense amount of energy left my persona. It felt like I got hit by lightning. Um, Emotionally, it was the tempest. It was extremely difficult. In, In the event, I stayed center and grounded as much as I could and allowed the emotion to be Welled up in me and flow out of me, and I gave it a language, and boy, did I cuss, I cuss like a sailor, I cuss like perhaps the worst sailor it because of the content of what I was releasing from my subconscious the the feelings that I didn't allow myself to feel in the past came streaming through me, and now here I am a few days later, and I'm centered, and I'm grounded, and I'm at ease, but I'm very, very, very interested in harvesting as much of this opportunity to release my past as I possibly can. And I really think my soul planned. I I believe very strongly that my soul set me up to be cracked open during this week to to prepare me for the next chapter of my life. I don't want to take away any time from Sarah. I think we should get to this. Um, this interview was recorded a while back. Um, Sarah's from uh, was in Europe at the time, probably still is. Um, Let's get to it. Let's get to it. This is a great episode. Again, the topic tonight is Heal Yourself, and our guest tonight is Sarah Dawkins. Follow Sarah's journey from an array of health issues and the depths of suicidal despair to wellness and vibrant health. Learn how she found the secret of natural self-healing without the use of pharmaceutical and prescription drugs. Shocker. By utilizing a combination of methods and techniques. Read how many other healers journeys too from a wide variety of diseases and health problems using various techniques giving insight how you can use them, whether you are on your own journey or simply interested in natural healing. We're really getting an uptick in natural healing topics with our guests on the show. Healing knows no boundaries and comes from a sense of wholeness of self. Follow Sarah and others on their very personal journeys to health and well-being. As Sarah says, if I can do it, so can you. Sarah is a holistic health coach, keynote speaker, author of Heal Yourself, a multi-award-winning entrepreneur, and was previously a registered nurse for 20 years. So she's got some skin in the health game. She has extensive experience in health and wellness gained through her insatiable drive to improve overall health through natural means and her own natural self-healing journey. When Sarah is not working, she can often be found outside in nature or in the kitchen. You can learn more at SD Essential Health dot com let's let's go ahead and play the interview on the other side of this interview. I'm going to share what's really helped my health lately. I stumbled across it indirectly and uh, I went ahead and implemented it and it's made a big change in my life. We'll talk about that on the other side of the interview. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Sarah.
0: Thanks, Les. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: First of all, bravo. What a wonderful book. Uh Heal Yourself, The Remarkable Journeys of Ordinary People Healing Themselves of Disease in Extraordinary Ways. Perhaps we could start off Thank with you. with what got you to write a book like that? Um, It started
0: uh, around 10 years ago. Um, I was going through some troubling times and ended up in a suicidal depression. And as I was coming out of the depression using mindfulness and gratitude, I thought, because I hadn't used pharmaceuticals um, against the doctor's advice, I thought, well, I could maybe help some people here to show them that it is possible to heal um, a suicidal depression without pharmaceuticals. So I started to write about my um, journey of how I'd healed and what I'd done and how long it had taken. And um, I got to thinking: there's got to be a way to reach more people who are suffering from more problems, not just the depression. I know there's a lot of mental health disorders at the moment, but there must be more he- more people needing to heal more. Different medical conditions and that's why I then reached out to people to see if they wanted to come aboard board and um, share their story to help other people so that I could reach a lot more people suffering from a lot of different conditions and diagnoses to understand that the power is within them to heal themselves and they just need to support their body and their mind to do so so that's how my book was born.
1: Well, very nice. Now, if I'm a listener to the show and perhaps I haven't really been exposed to the notion of of being able to heal ourselves from what might have been considered traditionally an unsolvable problem, did, did you notice uh, any underlying conditions in the people that you interviewed for the book that, uh, for example, um, uh, cardiac problems tended to be related to forgiveness or, I mean, did you notice any kind of uh, similarities um, relating to any particular diseases?
0: Not in particular because the people that wrote their stories for me, some of them just focused on the physical and did some detoxifying their their diet and improved their um, nutrition and lifestyle. Other people did a lot of forgiveness work and meditation um, and addressed the emotional, the mental and the spiritual aspects of healing as well that go alongside the physical. Um, But there were commonality threads alongside all of it in that everybody healed by doing something whether that was just purely physical change their diet and do some exercise or whether it would start meditating start forgiving they all changed a part or a, the most of their lifestyles and thoughts and behaviors um to, in order to heal other people reached out to naturopaths, homeopaths, energy workers um, for healing on top of what they were doing. So there were threads of lifestyle changes and thoughts and behavior changes.
1: Nice. Well, um, over the years interviewing people, it it kind of dawned on me that uh, sometimes our beliefs can be a very powerful thing. So I mean, just to invent a situation, the notion of a placebo, so here I have an inert pill that has no medical value, but if I can get you to believe that it's going to heal you and then you take it and thus you are healed, the nature of a placebo, uh, it dawned on me that that can work both ways in that if, if... I'm told there's something in my environment, you know, some uh, some threat, and I believe it. it. It's almost like I can project the outcome in a negative way as well as a positive way with a placebo. Um, in other words, being careful about what belief systems we buy into can have a reflection of that. Did you notice? Um, like beliefs as far as like perhaps self-worth or uh, feeling deserving or undeserving Um, did that ever come into play
0: Uh, yes specifically my own healing um, because the doctor said I had to take antidepressants and I, and I, I there was no way I was going to take them I tried them previously and I said I don't know how I'm going to heal But I am definitely going to heal this myself and several of the other healers through my book have had the belief but but not just the belief the knowing that they can heal themselves Um, and like you alluded to the placebo effect proves that our beliefs are so incredibly powerful that just the belief alone if we have true belief uh, we absolutely can heal ourselves and the flip side of that is Uh, the nocebo effect which is if we believe we can't heal or we believe we'll have a side effect of a certain drug or a side effect of a certain food or a side effect of of living in a harmful environment our body can manifest symptoms based on our beliefs and these symptoms uh, are really real they're not um, they're not fake symptoms we feel them the pain we see the inflammation in our bodies And they're they're purely coming as a manifestation of our beliefs. So if we believe that we can heal, um, because we're born innate healers, our body is healing every minute of every day. We just don't see it because it's inside of us. If we can thoroughly, fully believe in our own beliefs that we can heal, we can absolutely heal ourselves.
1: I remember a story of a uh, 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 hypnosis that was uh, demonstrating the power of the mind, and he he had his uh, um, volunteer under hypnosis, and he took just a common pencil, and he told the hypnotized person. This is actually a really hot piece of metal, and I'm going to touch your skin. And he touched the skin, and the skin blistered. Of course, the pencil was not really hot, but through the belief of the hypnosis, the body reacted in kind. So as we talk about beliefs, you know, the... um, We've talked on the show many times about how we form our ego. The day we're born, none of us had an ego per se, and it's it's our family of origin, or perhaps the dynamics of the instrumental years of our life, where we're taught how to think and symbols. This is a door. This is a chair. This is a Bible and then then we're told the value of those symbols and so if our if our egos have this kind of uh, ingrained belief system that we um installed so to speak as we were being raised how do you go about in reprogramming that or 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 changing The belief system enough to have a response in the body
0: we have to remember that we are not our egos we are separate to our egos so it's about understanding um, that what we can and what we can't do and how our beliefs impact that and I like a quote from Joe Dispenza and to paraphrase it uh, was the reason for for getting lots of people into my book Uh, it goes something like To change our belief that something is impossible, we just have to see one person doing what we thought was impossible. And that's why I wanted to get the people from our book at least one person for each disease process so that people could go, well, they've healed multiple sclerosis, they've healed autoimmune, they've healed uh, ALS or motor neuron as we call it in the UK. But I've tried to get more than one person for each disease. So the reader can't just go, well, that's a fluke. You know, maybe it was, it, they were just lucky. Well, two people have healed ALS and four people have healed multiple sclerosis. So, you know, here here is the proof that if you believe you can heal and you change your lifestyle and support your body through nutrition exercise but a change of your beliefs and your thought processes you absolutely can heal them and these people are writing about how they've done it so for the reader to read all the stories from all the healers in my book I'm truly hoping it will help them to understand their own belief system and maybe look at the origins of their belief system Because quite often we've borrowed it from key people in our childhood, Um, and unless we become conscious of why did we act like that, why do we believe that, why do we think that, then we tend to run in autopilot on our borrowed beliefs from when we were younger, from our key people. So once we start to analyse, why do I believe that, what's the origins of it, is it still true, does it work for me in the world that I live in today and how I live my life? And if not, then we can look at, well, what do we believe? Look at the evidence around us. Uh, does that hold true? And and what can I change this outdated belief to now? So it's about analyzing, becoming conscious of our belief systems to analyze, do they work for us now? And if not, just simply
1: changing them. Is there a... Uh, uh tools like perhaps meditation or or whatnot. Because I notice when I interact with some people, their words aren't really congruent. It's almost like the uh, the lights are on but nobody's home. Um, And a lot of times our beliefs can be so ingrained in us that they're operating at a subconscious level is there any um techniques or practices that can help us shine a light so to speak on our belief systems
0: and um, that i believe there are many different meditations on youtube that you can use to change your belief and and be guided through them um when I was changing my belief system because I was raised by a nurse in the medical model, so whenever I was sick, I went to a doctor's because that 's what I thought you should do and I, and I trained as a nurse so it's for when I started looking at my own belief system, you know I would react or I 'd be triggered some way, and I'd like, "Well, why does that trigger me? Why am I feeling angry or cross or frustrated or upset by what somebody said what is?" origin of that so I, I would always recommend try and become conscious of your actions your words and your beliefs and and um, if you don't want to go through YouTube and do a guided meditation just literally become conscious why am I thinking that does that hold for me today Where has it come from um, and what do I want to believe in instead uh, to move forwards that works for me better in in the world i live in today so there's we can do it ourselves so we can go um on youtube and and search through changing a belief system there are some meditations out there that will walk you through that guided meditation it's and it's about finding one that works for you you like the voice of the person doing the meditation the guided meditation um, and choose the lens because there are literally millions of videos on youtube so it's about just find something that works for you because we are all individuals, and we all do like different things, but find something that works for you
1: I like that now thank you for myself um I got cracked open by the cosmic two by four like twenty five years ago, and i and as a consequence of that my health changed very quickly in um, in a single evening, really. And I, I share this now because I think it's relevant to what we're talking about. I had been working in broadcast television, and I saw myself an engineer. I had a really uh, simple view of myself. My life was imploding on me. I didn't really understand it at the time, but... Through more and more difficulties in my relationships and whatnot, I ended up on a psychiatrist's couch. Uh, as far as my physical uh, status, I, I was starting to get ulcers. I had had digestive tract problems for at least a decade. On on the couch, the the psychiatrist said, "Well, Les, let's uh, let's talk about anger." And I'm like, "Meh." What are you talking about? This is stupid. I don't get angry. He's like, let's talk about anger. I'm like, this is really pointless. And he put out his hand and he said, come on, push on my hand. Show me your anger. And I pushed and really not much happened. And then he kind of got up in my face and he said, Look, less. You're safe. I'm safe. We're safe here. I'm not afraid. Will you show me your anger? And Sarah, in that moment, my whole life changed. It's like some magical valve deep in my psyche opened up, and this immense amount of anger comes pouring out of me. And it was um, a lot of volume. I know it's an etherical thing, but it felt like just a huge waterfall of of energy flowing out of my psyche, and I, I, I recognize it as uh, anger, and I'm like, who are you? And, and the anger's like, I don't care. Give me the label you want to give me. I don't have any bias of my own. And even though the event took maybe 30, 45 seconds, overnight, all those symptoms just disappeared they vanished uh, never to return and so so i'm i i want to take a look at the emotional component that um can influence our health did you notice in the the, the various People involved in your book if there was an emotional component to their health
0: yes yes in quite a few people and I know I've had quite a few clients since as well um, who are quite detached from their emotions they're quite emotionless they don't get overly angry they don't get overly excited but that they've got, like yourself, they've got digestive problems, or they're manifesting migraines or headaches or eczema. Um, and when they, when when I put it to them about emotions and and dealing with their emotions, and and um, people have said to me, well, I'm not angry, I'm not stressed, I'm not upset, <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm like that sounds so familiar. Thing. Yeah. But your body's saying it is look why do you think you've got irritable bowel why do you think you're constipated why do you think you've got migraines uh eczema psoriasis you know that your body is manifesting what's in your subconscious so it's about becoming more aware more in tune with your emotions um and just tapping into those emotions um and, and to do that we can just sit quietly but ask our body or our higher self or our inner wisdom or whatever you want to call it, just put your left hand on your heart um, and say, what is it that you need or what are you feeling so that we can nurture ourselves in the feminine as a as a mothering instinct um, and, and just listen for the response, you know, what what is it or what what do you need? Um, and our body will tell us, but we have to be able to tune into it. And for people who have grown up with um, childhood trauma and have dissociated, as in when they're, they were within that trauma situation as, the, as young children, they take their head out and their mind away from the situation as a protective mechanism. So they kind of shut off um uh, sever the link almost between their mind and their body. So it's about bringing the two back together again and just becoming conscious of what's really going on in my body. Why are these symptoms manifesting? Um, and where are they coming from? And what is it that I need to heal?
1: Very nice. I like what you said about um, children um, uh, s- stepping out of the situation metaphorically. The uh, mm. What comes to mind is... Uh, PTSD and you know young kids that are um, drafted or volunteer f- for the army and then and then they find themselves in battle and like you said with the children it's uh, they're in an environment that's just too difficult to handle to process and uh, with PTSD, it's it's pretty clear they go into shock, and when you're in shock, you're numb. You can't feel anything, and it seems like everything you would have felt had you been able to handle horror, um, everything you would have felt had you stayed present conscious gets dumped in your subconscious until you're loaded up to the chin and it I, I like PTSD because it's uh, it demonstrates such a clear example because perhaps everyone's known a kid in their neighborhood or family dynamic or whatever and they're light-hearted and they're a goofball and they're silly and then they go off to war, and they come back, and, and their psyche has been kind of impaled with uh, such trauma. And uh, yeah. so if if I'm a listener, and I know there's some really bad chapters of my life, the reason we pushed all that into our subconscious is it was just tough stuff. It's hard stuff to handle. How, how can I prepare myself, perhaps mentally and emotionally, to turn to, to around and go back into that darkness? I think at times
0: we don't need to go back and relive um, the darkness um and, and i'm not a lover of pushing people back into it um i try and work with clients and i say look accept and acknowledge it's happened because it we've because it when we're in it we we hide it our subconscious hides it um as a, as a way of protecting us but i think consciously if we can just accept and acknowledge it's happened it was traumatic it was very emotional um And just find a way that we can forgive ourselves and others for being in that situation um where necessary um so that we can we can let go of some of the emotion that we 're holding on to, but we have to accept that it's happened to be able to let go it's I hear people say turn a negative into a positive, but i I think you have to actually acknowledge that negative you can 't just deny it um so by acknowledging it and i'm a big believer of left heart left hand on heart um so that we can reparent that traumatized in a child and just let ourselves know we're safe you know i forgive you i love you um and and just so that we can accept what's happened to let it go rather than go back and relive it
1: right yes um the uh i guess the word forgiveness comes to mind uh, sometimes especially as a child a lot of times they'll uh take on blame they don't they don't have a um understanding of the dynamic and children uh, it, it can be very easy for them to take on the blame of perhaps why their parents divorced or whatever and then it, in the idea of a young soldier pulling the trigger and dispensing such grief can bring that uh, perhaps a personal sense of guilt or shame. It's it, it can be a, a bit of a challenge if our society as a whole, the society we see when we turn on the television doesn't really have a place in it per se for such uh introflection. how do we yeah how do we mentally walk ourselves through um to, to unravel that i mean uh, you said that you don't have to go relive it, but our our mental um, momentum, the habitual nature of our thoughts. How do we get a rototiller in there and <laughs> and and bring a, a new? I mean, I mean, we do need to to visit, so to speak, what has happened, and like you say. Come to terms with it, but yeah. if we were to flip the whole narrative over and and look at what life would look like completely healed, does it serve us to i mean say for example, we've been living with depression for ten years, and the depression is uh, the underlying depression is a sense of guilt over whatever. So we get your book, we're we're reading it, and it's like, well, we need to come to terms with what put us there. What about uh, bringing in the cheery, positive side—puppy dogs and and lollipops and ice cream? Is is there a healing component, so to speak, to um, introduce a new dynamic, a new narrative? That's not based in anything except the desire to feel better, to, to feel good, to to be happy, to be uh, carefree or or joyful how does how does a positive the introduction of a positive mindset, even though we're working through some some perhaps pretty tough stuff, is there value to that to that positive component?
0: Oh, absolutely. I think I think healing is is in in the aspect of emotional is, is twofold. In that, when we look back and reflect on our past um, to accept what's happened, um, what I tell a lot of my clients is, look, remember we're all the product of our life experiences, and there are times when we do things that we we feel guilt or we have regrets about doing. But at that time, we do what we did with the skills and knowledge we had at that time. It's easy to look back with 2020 vision from the future, going back to look at it and say, well, I should have done that, I should have said that, or I right. shouldn't have said that. Right. We, we did what we did with the skills and knowledge that we had at the time. As did the people around us, as did our parents, our, our school teachers, the people in the army, our, our captains, our lieutenants. Um, you know, we we were told to do what we were told to do, and things happened by because of what was going on around us, and and the people dealt with it in in the way that they knew how, with the skills and knowledge they had at the time. And that's where I think if you can focus on that and know that nobody's perfect, and we all make mistakes. And yes, some people shouldn't have done what they did do, but at the time, maybe they didn't have the skills and knowledge to do better. Because they, they they weren't able to think about other people as ourselves and the impact that their actions and words and behaviours had on our on ourselves as children. So we can look at it in that aspect um, for healing to be able to um, heal with compassion and, and understand that they, you know, we we don't actually know what they've been through as children or what what they've been through throughout their lives. So if we can look at them with unconditional love and compassionate eyes to try and understand their situation and how their situation impacted what they did to us when we were younger. But also um, to bring in that we do always have a choice. And if we can choose to think differently, to be able to let go of that, but to see the world through different eyes. And I found mindfulness and gratitude are really good uh, very very simple but really good to help in the healing process because if we can just sit and be and look around us and use all our senses what's going on around us you know like i'm looking out now the sky's blue the sun's shining there's a few clouds the mountains are green um and you know that just looking out on that is is very nourishing for the soul it's very uplifting but what's going on people can look around and what's going on in their lives when they stop and literally just look and be still and take in what's going on around them but also have gratitude you know because they've more than likely got a roof over their head a comfortable bed to sleep in food in their fridge you know they've got a lot of things um that to have gratitude for because we could always have more but conversely we could always have less so it it a two pronged approach for dealing with the emotional to be able to see the people who hurt us with compassion, but also to look at bring ourselves into the now and ground ourselves in the here and now, not going into the future, um and, and see what we can be have gratitude for and just be mindful. Just be aware of what's going on, be aware of nature, be aware of other people around us, and what we actually do have in our lives that um, we can have gratitude for that is uplifting.
1: Very nice. You mentioned nature, and, you know, the the idea that you're going through struggle, maybe you're uh a teenager almost ready to move out of the house and it's a violent domestic situation and you've been abused for many many years and you you get out on your own and um, I think a lot of times when people go through their healing um, or perhaps spiritual journey they they get to a it's like they come up for air, and when they take that first big gulp of air, and they feel like, oh, okay, okay, it looks like I'm, I might have, I might have made it here. Maybe, maybe I'm going to get through all of this. There can be a, uh, I totally understand a need for rest, a need for the body to release the stress of the environment, but. It, it's like you've spent your whole life in this defensive posture. You've spent your whole life in this endurance test. And then you finally get out on your own as an adult. Um, if you've never experienced getting out um, in the sense of learning a new instrument to play, riding a bicycle in the mountains, swimming... Playing volleyball. In, in other words, the the majority of your life is is in this hunker down endurance mode. Really, our soul, our heart, and our soul want to have a feeling of vibrance, of being alive, of of engaging life with a sense of passion. In your book and in the stories contained therein, did you see? Uh, Um, elements of that kind of an expression help heal people
0: I one of my healers brings to mind um, Bonnie who she had suffered depression too and um, she said she needed a challenge and she needed to really shock her body and she took up tap dancing Um, and she said it was it was great because it got her out mixing with people and talking to people and it really helped her to lift the depression but also to feel good about herself because she was she was doing things with other people with um uh, from all walks of life but enjoying being with the people but doing something for fun as well and i think that is a a huge aspect that we need to look at what What it is that we enjoy, and if we have no idea because we've been in a trauma response for our whole lives almost, go and try lots of different things uh, and find what it is that you enjoy or that even you you excel at, um, and and do more of that because we need to nourish our soul. Um, For some people, it is green open spaces, and for me, I love the mountains. But for others it could be um sports or um knitting or crocheting or uh, coffee mornings you know baking cakes and it's just about finding what it is that really brings you a sense of fulfillment of what what nourishes your soul what it is that you would like to do um and if you're not sure as i say just try lots and lots of different things just keep putting yourself out there and trying lots of different things um, to find something that does fulfill you
1: I like the idea of uh, a magazine shop I mean a good one um, where perhaps as part of a bookstore or whatever and you go in and there's just perhaps even hundreds of genres woodworking sailing you know um, and And to just casually stroll down the line of all these different genres that these magazines represent. And I think the real big key here is to not judge yourself and let yourself choose whatever the hell you want to choose. Get a few magazines and take them home and spend time daydreaming as you go through them and and look at them as portals of possibilities uh new narratives new ideas new directions your life can take um i think that's a a good way for us to kind of communicate with ourselves um our knowing part and our unknowing part we yeah we talk about Um, like the woman who was tap dancing, the the image I got is it got her consciousness back into her body so she could feel her body perhaps more or perhaps for the first time. A lot of times our dis-ease, our accumulation of grief in our body comes from our disconnection, we become numb to our body because that was the vehicle of pain, of abuse, of, of strife, and, and we disconnect from it to reconnect with our body, perhaps with tap dancing or whatnot, where we have to pay attention. We're, we are paying attention to our bodies to teach it, to learn it, to understand it, that's got to reconnect us with a whole new realm of, not per se new realm, but new to our awareness, a realm of our body's ability to tell us what it wants. When Absolutely. When it comes time to heal, um, did you see any uh, similarities or, or such as far as new information as as people reconnected with their bodies th- they discovered perhaps choices in their diet or their their thoughts that weren't serving them how does our how can our body be an ally in our healing once we reconnect with it
0: i, I think through uh Detox. Several people have done detoxifications of their bodies by eating very, very clean. Uh, whereas other people have just cleaned up their their lifestyles and their diet, and in doing so, that helps them um, reconnect with their their thoughts to their bodies um, along the lines of um, healing. Uh, a lot of the people who healed their gut through detoxification and a change of nutrition and food found that it helped their body heal. They saw tangible, visible uh, healing signs from their body, uh, from eczema, from asthma, uh, from candida. In, in healing the, the gut, they saw the, the, um, the body heal. Um, and also it gave them clarity of thought. So they, they saw how um, disconnected they'd been um once they started healing and, and they had clarity of mind clarity of thought um they they saw the the effects of their negative lifestyle um as they started on their healing journey does that make sense
1: oh sure um we've got about 10 minutes left can you can you uh share with us in your book some of the healing modalities that um, perhaps you weren't familiar with that you learned about? Or uh, just to give a a broader perspective to our listening audience about the the many different ways we can heal ourselves, what are some of the modalities that you came across that uh, perhaps surprised you?
0: Um one of the ladies uh, Susan Barnes um, healed herself with uh, radionics um, she sent samples of her hair and her blood I believe to somebody quite a long distance away who then tuned into her vibration through her hair and blood samples um, and told her uh, to listen to different frequencies and to change you know eat or not eat some certain foods Um, so that was very interesting Um, uh, two or three of the the healers have all used any different energy healers from Reiki from Qigong um, to sound Uh, there's lots of different energy healing techniques um, a lot of people took to meditation uh, because meditation is a is a, a brilliant way for us to reconnect our mind to our body. Um, and then there was the uh, naturopathy, which is the uh, going back to a, a natural, uh, more normal, healthy lifestyle. Homeopathy, um, acupuncture, chiropractic manipulation. Um, there's a whole huge range of different things that we can do on top of uh, just changing our, our diet and lifestyles for the better um, diff lots of different healing modalities that we can tap into
1: it's been curious over the 12 years we've had this podcast um, especially in the last year or so there's been quite a few authors that um that have healed themselves uh there's an episode in the archives rj spina had a a spinal problem and had multiple operations and the doctor said well, there's one last operation we can try and uh they did the operation and coming out of the there is during the operation, R.J. had a, a mystical experience and he came out of the operation and the doctor said, we're so sorry, that was our last attempt, it failed, you're you're pretty much screwed, you're going to be in a wheelchair the rest of your life, and he said, no I'm not, and <laughs> he actually videotaped his recovery in the hospital, and now he's up and walking around, and uh, what, what I'm getting at is this this healing metric, this healing modality, is becoming much more mainstream. As you engage this book to write it, were you? Um, uh, what did you think as you you put yourself out there to learn about? All these different modalities that perhaps you weren't familiar with Uh, how would you describe the the healing community as you see it now
0: I think um, there's a lot more people now looking outside the box for natural healing modalities uh, rather than turning to pharmaceuticals Um, and I think there's a, a greater awareness of Um, natural healing. Um, I think it's more about helping people to understand the different types of modalities to tap into, like the naturopathy, homeopathy, acupuncture, chiropractic, but also the sound therapy, energy healing. Um, Because there's more and more of it about now, I think, than, than ever. Um, but I think that said we need to recognize as well that we are are born natural healers and if we can believe in ourselves and our own ability to heal that in itself is enough for us to be able to heal ourselves everything else is just assist and support us uh, on our journey
1: very nice well You've included so many stories in your book. It's such a wonderful uh, accumulation of of instances where people have been able to heal themselves. Do you Do you have any favorite stories or ones that that kind of stick out to you that you could share? I don't.
0: I don't have a favorite. Uh, I don't have many favorites in life, actually, because I just think um, they just all so magically miraculous that um, that they're all in, in and of us themselves, they're all ex- uh, spectacular. But but one that really does stand out is um, Kevin Smith because he had multiple sclerosis, he was in a wheelchair, he couldn't do a lot for himself and um, his brother took him to the doctors for a follow-up visit and they both saw the doctor Go on to Google and ask Google what treatments they could give him <laughs> and Kevin thought so he thought if the doctor can Google how to heal myself then surely I can do exactly the same because at the end of the day we're both human um, and that's how Kevin started his own healing he started looking at what he could do to support his body and his mind to heal and he healed multiple sclerosis uh, and he's, he's put on Facebook his latest scans shows he has no multiple sclerosis lesions in his brain at all. He is a bodybuilder. He has started a family and he's a fit and healthy young man.
1: Wow. Very nice. Well, um, we got a, a few minutes left. I want to focus on you, Sarah. So Sarah, you've written this book, Heal Yourself. Um, Is this a new genre for your life? Do you see a second book coming out? Uh, Is your, I don't want to say role, but is your role in this healing community going to expand? What's your sense?
0: Um, My book's out now in four languages, English, Spanish, Dutch, and French. Uh, um, I'm looking at further languages. And um, I'm looking at setting up my first health and wellness clinic and i've actually just rebranded my business to be sarah dawkins essential health ready for my first wellness clinic um, but i've got the friend who the gifted friend who i wrote about in my book who told me i'd write the book has told me that i will open uh wellness centers all over the world in my name so um. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just holding that for now because it's so big.
1: <laughs>
0: but I don't know how i will just put it out to the universe. If that's what's that if that's how it, what's going to happen, then then it will happen. And and I, I don't know how it will happen, but it, if it's meant to be, it will be. But for now, I'm I'm looking at setting up my first one here alongside my house in Spain.
1: Well, how beautiful. How cool is that? That sounds like a perfect Thanks. thing. Um, Thank you. Now, sh- share your webpage. How do we get your book? Um, what What city are you living in that might have this first healing center? Shine the light on you. Tell us all about what's going on
0: thank you um my website is my name sarah dawkins d-a-w-k-i-n-s um uh, dot com and all my social media links are there and my email address is there um i live near Alicante in spain um so i'm about 30 minutes drive away uh in a tiny little village up in the mountains in the middle of nowhere um and um Please, if anybody wants to get in touch please do um, more than happy to help out um, even if it's just for some information or some help and um, to help people get on the right lines so thank you Les
1: oh thank you um, time's about oh. up I, w- I want to oh. I just want to say Bravo Bravo um, standing ovation I, your, your book's a wonderful thing. What I like about it is there's so many different stories from everyday people and, and it conveys, um, for some people, it conveys hope, but it also conveys um, many different examples of how people who, who po- possibly went from feeling hopeless from a singular point of view from what their doctor's been telling them to flipping the whole narrative over and and like your title says, heal themselves. So Sarah, thank you so much for spending this time with us. I've really enjoyed this episode. Thanks for being our guest tonight. Right. And thank you
0: too for the invitation, Les. It's been wonderful to speak to you and hopefully our Our chat will help many people to understand that they have the power to heal themselves.
1: Very nice. We've been talking with Sarah Dawkins, and the topic tonight has been Heal Yourself, the name of her latest book, The Remarkable Journeys of Ordinary People Healing Themselves of Disease in Extraordinary Ways. What What a nice episode. Sarah really brings uh, the compassion of her heart to her work. Very nice. You know, I had mentioned that I would share something that I've tried recently that my body is (laughs) really happy that I did this. And I just came across this information recently. And There was a French, I guess, French doctor and perhaps I think it was in the 1930s. He uh, generated a scale. It's called the Bovis scale, B-O-V-I-S. And the way I heard it was he was responsible for ensuring um, healthy food for the military, for the troops. So he developed a skill to measure how fresh fruit was, food was. And there's some uh, variations online, but the scale I like and use um Goes from about three thousand at the low end um, a measurement of three thousand it's pretty much dead or inert, and then on the other end it'll go go up to around forty thousand. If you look online, there's other variations of the scale but anyway to the the next step was to take that scale and apply it to water. So if you go buy bottled water in the store, it's it's pretty much dead water. It's going to be at the bottom of the scale. Its its uh, vibrance, its structure is has been polluted and diluted, so to speak. And there's um, products called water rejuvenators. They are not filters. I already had a pretty substantial water filtration system in my house. And uh, my body just seemed to like the idea to give this a spin. So in the information I read, it was pretty much from 3,000 to around 40,000. And I found a water rejuvenator. This is an inline um, passive device that unstructured water goes in and structured water comes out, vitalized water comes out. The the one I got calibrated around 25,000 to 26,000 on that same scale. And it was made by Grander grander water and there was one other I believe it was EMH that had a higher rating of 36,000 so these are inline water rejuvenators and I got this maybe a month ago it hasn't been very long and I plumbed it into my kitchen sink where I can just pull a little thing and the water will run through the rejuvenator. And if you go online and look at the uh, success stories or the customer testimonials, um, people use these water rejuvenators um, in in many different ways and have very interesting results. So. Th- they're not really cheap. Um, you might have some sticker shock. I got mine from my, I think the name of the place was Harvest Farms in Canada. Uh, grand Grander um, Water re- Revitalization. I don't know what their official name is. <clears throat> but it's been a month. And I don't know how to describe it. My body just feels much more lucid. I feel like I'm 500% healthier. I drink a lot more water. And uh, so I suggest this to you, for you to decide for yourself. I don't want to ever, anything I say ever, ever, ever in my books, in my in this podcast, in my weekly blogs, I don't want to ever um, tell you how to behave. It's your call. Weigh everything with your heart. No matter who says it, anybody, anybody, weigh everything that you take in with your heart. But um, I know my life will be much healthier. My body be will is and will continue to be m- more vibrant, healthy, resilient. Um I <laughs> my body's thoroughly happy that we got this. So I wanted to share that with you at the end of this episode about heal yourself. I it I felt it uh it related to that so that's something you might look into. Well, what a fun show. I really like uh Sarah with what she's doing uh the book is a great compilation of everyday people creating new outcomes to old stigmas to old stories and uh how exciting it's always my pleasure to bring you these episodes. We've been doing this for such a long time, new human living will be expanding over the next decades. New human living, the basis of new human living, the the evolution of the human genome is based on the vibrational frequency of the consciousness that embodies the genome. And part of the transformation that all of humanity is going through now is the elevation of consciousness within a genome, Um, 3D, 4D, 5D, higher consciousness, however you want to talk about it. Scientists, Western scientists have said 80, 90% of our DNA is junk, and we only use uh, Um, 10% and they say the same thing about our brain that the vast majority of our brain is not used, we only use a small percentage of it. Now, I'm no Darwinologist but why the hell do we have a brain that can handle 90% more computational power when we haven't needed it to survive? Um, Duh! Why is it that our brain has 80 to 90% computational power that's dormant but hasn't been activated? It gets activated by the elevation of your consciousness. My soul put me in front of television transmitters. These are extremely powerful devices. I have pictures of me, my lonesome working on a 32,000-volt power supply to take – um since that 32,000-volt power supply died, the television station went from a million watts to a half a million watts. And I had to get – I had to go to the vet store and get those Honey I'm Home gloves that come all the way up to your shoulder to reach into this. 32,000 volt beam power supply it had 250 gallons of dielectric oil dielectric oil is an oil that insulates electrical activity and so by filling the high voltage chamber with oil it impeded the arcing so I had to stick my hands in this 32,000 volt power supply to fix it, to get this TV station back to full power, back to a full million watts. To make a million watts 24-7, our power bill was $7,000. Why am I telling you this? Because my life, my purpose is to put a Western language to the power of the human consciousness, the power of the human genome. And it's not really the power of the human genome as much it, as it is the power of love, the power of source consciousness. By working directly with high power, three two thousand volts would kill me like a bug. The second it could, the second it could, it would kill me. So my brain had to go into full-on awareness. <laughs> for decades, I've done that for 40 years. And it wasn't obvious to me, what is power? What is 1,000 watts? What is 10,000 watts, 50,000 watts, 100,000 watts, 200,000 watts, 500,000 watts, a million watts? I'm covering a pretty big span there. There's a lot of difference between that power. So if we take that, that power and translate it into the human persona, on the high end you have somebody like Jesus who walks around and heals people, like the topic tonight. And then on the low end you have somebody whose psyche is so loaded up with um karmic imprinting that they're barely alive. Well that's a scale of human power. That's the scale of the power potential of you. New human living, the platform I created Uh, well over a decade ago is to teach the nature of power expressed through a human persona here on planet Earth. What makes me unique is I, I protect as best I possibly can your sovereignty and your dominion. It's imperative that you understand your sovereignty and your dominion because if you don't have those in in order, how are you going to be authentic? How's that going to happen? If you're a powerful persona, if if you're a divine persona of source consciousness, extremely powerful, and you don't feel like you have dominion, yeah, you're not going to get any traction with that power for you to show up in the collective consciousness where the all these narratives are playing out you're going to need a sense of sovereignty that your soul has permission to, your soul is the vehicle of the divine you as a personal individual through the mechanism of your soul you become the vehicle of the divine to affect of powerful transformation of the collective consciousness. If I start talking shop, it's going to turn into a very long episode. I'm so glad you chose to join us. You can exhaust your power ever, ever, ever. There's always more for you to discover about yourself. I want to thank Sarah again for being our guest. Her in her book, Heal Yourself. Great book. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Until next time, I'm your host, Les Jensen. Thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast to bring your soul's inspiration
0: into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power at newhumanliving.com.